With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Today's show, today is the 28th of June. Two more days, and we're talking July, you guys. I I love it. I don't even know why. I just love beginnings. So today's show, it's one of those, like a lot of our shows, that have like a quiet understanding behind them. And we're not really sure how much it will help because we're already comfortable. We're just already comfortable. We're like, "Ah, everything's okay. I kind of like this. It gives me that warm, fuzzy feeling to have all this stuff around. It makes me feel like, you know, everything is kind of in order. But it, it actually keeps you in the same old, same old, you know, where nothing really takes you to the next level. Because making time for like an intentional routine, an intentional way of living where you say, hey, I'm going to make sure that my things are in order. I'm going to make sure that my paperwork's in order. I'm going to make sure that my house is set up to where I can find what I need when I need it. And we get so used to looking for things or panicking at the last minute or not having a plan and kind of letting the day, well, whatever will be, will be, be a part of life. And the process of putting tasks together or streamlining your thinking is one of those things that we get to, we believe we're going to get to in our lives. Once you start creating a plan, setting an intentional thing in the morning, like, okay, when I wake up, I need to do this, this, and this before I go. And you write that down. You plan that the night before. If you plan that before you got to bed and wrote these things down, you will already, without even thinking about it, prep the night for the next day. And then you wake up the next day and you're already kind of ahead of yourself. You're just ahead of yourself. And when people say self-care and self-love, 
starts with figuring out how you are going to take care of yourself. What do you do? Because the routines we set, when everything else goes off the rails, is what keeps you in the rails. And that's how it puts your life in order. Because when your routine, when you wake up and know what you're going to do, and then you know how you're going to go about your day, you may not be able to predict what will happen because nobody can. But you do know that you have such a strong structure that when something that happens is bigger than you expected that day, your routine gives you the basis to deal with it. Because then when you have dinner that night, like you do every night, You say, wow, today we had this and we had that. And we we got this. Or I got this. And by tomorrow's dinner, you're saying, wow, yesterday was really, that was just, it's too big. I'm still working on it. But I'll be okay. I got this much done today. Really think about that. Because I know when I was trying to figure out a lot of issues and I was like, oh, Christ, Christ, how do I do this? How do I get all of this done? And the answer was, go clean out a drawer, go organize something, clean out a closet. And I've been saying it ever since. But when you really do go clean out that drawer, And you really do go straighten up that closet. You start looking around the rest of your life. It's like when you get, you know, I always hear about people who get plastic surgery and the first thing they might do is their nose. And then they say, hey, well, now that my nose is so great, I need to fix this and I need to fix that. Well, the same thing happens in our house. We're like, okay, that closet's clean. And then our brain's like, oh, that felt so good. What's next? And you get on a roll. And all we had to do was start to start. It even works with projects like painting, where you just actually go and buy the paint. You may not use it today. You may not come home and, you know, jump right at it. But you have the paint. And then the next thing you know, you're somewhere and you find an easel. And you buy the easel. And you come home and you put that together. And then a week later, you're like, oh, my God, I have some time. What should I do? Oh, man, I can paint. And you're like, I don't know how to paint. Maybe I'll look at a YouTube. And then they start telling you how to start painting. And you always wondered, how did people get that so precise? How did someone who never painted before all of a sudden make such great beauty? only because they were willing to learn. Something in them set them up to get there. You'll find that people who move from one house to another and maybe for the first time started to organize their lives because there's no way you could get out of moving, right? You have to move. 
You have to pack. You have to make decisions about things. What are you taking with you? What are you leaving behind? I remember after moving after so many years, and I said to myself, oh, my God, everyone should move every five years. And if they don't want to move from their home, everything that they don't need. And then after they do that, they should keep a box in the garage where whenever they realize, okay, this has been sitting here, we're never going to use it, someone else can benefit from it, and we put it in that box. We just put it in there. We start feeling like we have a system. But then what happens to our minds when we do that? We do it with unusable thoughts and other things in our lives, like decisions. So let's say we keep thinking something and we say, oh, wait a minute, I don't have to worry about that. I have a system for that. Oh, I thought that through. Or you're making a decision and you're at work and you're doing the same thing over and over again and half of what you're doing is outdated and can be automated. Or you can create a chart and you could see everything on one page. And all of a sudden you have two hours back or three hours back in that week. And you're like, wow, that all that took was a little planning. Just organizing all the stuff that lives in our head. And then the stuff that like our heart's like, hey, you know, you shouldn't be doing that. You're wasting your time. And you're like, no, it's okay. And then the voice is like, no, no, actually it's not okay. You could be happier. You could feel better. You could fall asleep faster at night. You could enjoy your days more. Because you start to feel the weight of indecision, of clutter. And then I found out that we hold on. We hold on to organizing things because we're putting off our own lives. We say, yeah, until I do this and until I do that. One day I'm going to do it. It's not today. Today I'm going to eat whatever I want. I'm not going to, like, you know, I don't know, pay attention. And so you don't pay attention. And then you say, ah, I'm stuffed. I wish I didn't do that. I'm just going to fall asleep. It'll go away. And then tomorrow I'll wake up and I'll start strong. And then tomorrow you wake up. And you go and you do something. And you say, oh, I shouldn't have done that today. Oh, shoot. All right, I already messed up today. I'll start again tomorrow. The old, I'll start tomorrow. And then you find your life is like this one batch of cookies and you can never add another ingredient because it might change things up and you may be uncomfortable. You may be uncomfortable doing what you set out to do, as silly as that sounds, and as self-sabotaging as that sounds, that's it. You say, well, until I organize this or until I pay attention here, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. Almost like you've given yourself permission to not challenge yourself. And then you're like, God, I'm bored, I'm sick and tired of doing the same thing every day. 
I know I'm going to get to that. I will, but today I'm just too tired. I have too much stress. I can't do it today. I went to work and my boss wasn't in a good mood or my kids aren't listening to me or my partner just, you know, doesn't pay attention to what I'm saying when I ask him to do things or I ask her to do something. And we start now using our environment to fill in the gaps of us taking care of ourselves by creating a scene that says, well, because so-and-so doesn't feel good today. So now it's like trying to build our argument instead of just planning our week or planning our day the night before or having a routine other than the routine that we have that isn't working with a more efficient routine because then who would we be if we listened to ourselves? What would I have to fess up to if I'm taking care of myself? Because there's a lot behind that, right? So when you hold the horses back or you stay, you know, you stay on a red light, you don't want to deal with green light or even yellow light, and then you wonder why you don't feel as excited as you want to feel, or as happy as you know you can be. And we talk about things like self-sabotage. It all starts at home. Inside that little mind. Big minds, actually. Because our mind is as big as we can make it. Declutter. One thing. Uncovers a world of declutter. It is unbelievable. It's like going through, you know, you go to your email and nowadays, I would say about 95% of my email is junk. And that doesn't even count the stuff that didn't get through that I don't see. And every single day I black out the junk and I remove it and delete it. Because if I didn't, it would just be out of control. But just that action of deleting what doesn't serve me and backing up what I need to keep so that I I don't lose it, organizing files and apps once in a while. Did you ever go through your phone and you just started cleaning up your phone and apps you didn't use and you just started getting rid of stuff that you didn't need or things that have expired or things that were seasonal that you just don't need now and you you store it? If you go through your closet and get rid of also seasonal things and donate what you don't wear, and it's coming up again. During COVID, we all did that. And now it's piling up again. It's such an interesting phenomenon how we need to do these things regularly. Like you can tell yourself, well, every year in January, I'll go through my closet. Every year in February, I'll go through my finances and get them ready for taxes. Every year in March, I'll do house repairs. And unless something is a fire that you got to take care of right there and then, You know you will get to it, and you know when. And believe it or not, that helps you be in the moment today 
and take care of what happens today so you don't have the same problem next year. Or people who stay at their jobs because they really just don't want to look for a new one. And they complain about their boss, and they complain about how much money they're making. They complain about the rules. They complain about the people. It's just like, just doesn't stop. Complain, complain, complain. All worth not looking for a job. All of it's worth that. Taking your energy, putting it behind you instead of ahead of you, and then wondering why you feel behind in life. And everyone else, the whole everyone else syndrome, is doing better than you are. It's an amazing thing. When Christ said you have to start to start, geez, how much more clear. So what are some ideas on how to get yourself together? How to get this going? How to make sure you make sure you can take care of yourself? So you got to be honest here. You got to like kind of do a little review of where your strengths are and where your weaknesses are. And your weakness may just be, I'm really good at putting things off. Because if you say that out loud, you're going to say to yourself, oh my God, I'm putting this off. And what if one of your strengths is that once you get started, you really take things seriously and that's why you put things off. Because, if, again, saying these things out loud, give your brain directions, starts making a plan for change. It will not all happen in five minutes. But what will happen is just do your strengths and weaknesses. Just side by side. One, one side is strengths, the other side is weaknesses. Because then you will see this little map that lives in your head on paper. And once you do that, put it down and come back to it in a couple of days. Because what will happen is that your brain will go, oh, this is my strength. And it will strengthen your strength. And this is my weakness. And it will weaken your weaknesses. Because now that everything is seen, your brain's like, yeah, I got something to work with. (laughs) And it starts working with it. And then you will be able, within a couple of days, just by your brain knowing what to do, start seeing how you can change that, how you can refine that. And you find out it's not really big things. It may be playing a video game for for one hour less a day. It may be not watching TV for one hour less a day or getting off the Internet for one hour more a day. And in that hour, you get up and you don't realize how fast it is to begin organizing your surroundings. You will be shocked what five minutes can do, what ten minutes can do, let alone an hour. And then what happens is your brain starts valuing your time. 
and you start saying, wow, in one hour a day, look what I've done, and look at how different I feel. I feel kind of weird listening to myself because I'm so used to not listening to myself, and I've, I have a comfort. That's one of my weaknesses. I'm comfortable not listening to myself. I'm uncomfortable when I do things right. Because then I feel like one of those people I look at and go, oh, wow, they think they're so perfect, and they don't, but you think they are. And you start learning from other people. Because now you're not looking at others as better than you. You're looking at other people as you're one of them. And while your brain is thinking you are one of them, while that's happening, you pay attention to what they're doing differently. You look at what they're doing. Like, hey, I could do that too. Instead of, oh, everybody else does that, not me. I can't believe I used to even let myself think that. But learning comes a super long way when we start paying attention. It's like you're not just learning this and that, you're leaping You're like, wow, if I just do it this way, that will work. How did I never think of that before? Well, because you are comfortable not thinking of it. So we don't spend as much time thinking and overthinking and driving ourselves nuts. We start saying things like, that's only going to take me five minutes. Why would I put that off? You're not changing the actions that you have, you're just changing the system that you do them in. You already have the actions. You already know how to organize. You already know how to keep things in order. You already know how to declutter. You already know what you know at work and what else is available. You know all that stuff. But because you're not using that knowledge... You have to change the system that you're working in so that you can. We keep thinking we're going to change if we take care of ourselves in this way. But we don't need to. You don't need to change yourself. All you have to do is change the system that you're working in. And track your progress. At the end of the day or the end of the week, literally make a list of everything you've done that you would not have done before so that you can see that being successful mentally and emotionally, how different that made you feel. And then when you start becoming more efficient in your world, you will be shocked as to how you change the way you talk about yourself. It changes. You no longer say, I never do this, I never do that, I can't wait to do that, I I never get it right. Whatever it is that you say that marginalizes you, You don't say that anymore. You start talking like, hey, I just did that this week. That's funny that you're doing that. Oh, my gosh, while I was organizing this drawer, I found these papers I have been looking for forever, and I never thought to look there. 
I can't believe I even put it there. What was I thinking, that I'd always find it there when I lost it? Well, that sure taught me. The next time, let me make a file and put it in the file so that I can find it when I need it, because I know I am going to need those papers soon. Or like, let's say you have your taxes and you have your own business and you deduct at the end of the year. Get a box, write receipts on it, and throughout the year, you throw your receipts in there. Now, they're all in one place. You don't have to go and look through everything for them. And literally, I know someone who spends three or four days organizing their papers for their taxes. And all they had to do was put a box in the corner that says receipts. And every time you have a receipt, you just throw it in there or a file. Give yourself the tools that you need. All just self-support. It is super easy to take our time and throw it away and say, I don't have time. Because we have time to do every single thing we really want to do, even if what we really want to do isn't helping us. We will make time. So if you try to figure out who you are, write down what you do every day. Just write down what you did yesterday. And maybe the day before, because then you can see kind of your pattern. I wake up late. I eat late. When I'm hungry, I don't plan my meals, so I just eat anything because, you know, I'm hungry. I have to eat. That was all I had. Instead of creating a plan and having the foods you need in the fridge so when you know you're going to get hungry, which is inevitable, you have the things that would actually be good for you to eat. And good for you to eat isn't just like, in quotes, healthy food and non-healthy food. It could be whatever you're going to have for dinner and it's just pre-chopped or whatever and can go ahead and prepare yourself a meal. It's it's just interesting because clutter makes us feel overwhelmed and it's it, is it proven to reduce our productivity? And the decluttering changes our lives because it gives us more time to get the things we want to get done, the things we say one day about, done. Instead of spending hours trying to find the things we need, organizing our space just saves us loads of time. It's hard to think about decluttering when we're overwhelmed. So we put it off, which overwhelms us more, because now we really don't believe we can watch out for ourselves. But start small. Really start with a drawer. Really start with a closet. And once you allow that feeling to be felt, and you start to see what that feels like, then you'll begin creating a plan like, hey, I can take care of this and I can take care of that. Focusing on ourselves 
is huge because then we can focus on someone else. We don't use them as our excuse pool, but we start in the places that will make a difference the most, and that's with ourselves. Keep your plan short and sweet so it doesn't get so convoluted you can't even remember it. In that, create a calm place, like a place where you sit and you catch up to yourself. Don't worry about being perfect. Don't worry about forcing things. Because you need a system that works, not a system that whips you into shape. It is hard to let go of unused and unwanted possessions and things that we do and think about. It's super easy. But we don't want to try because we're scared of changing. And you are not changing. You are just changing the system that you work in. You guys, I love you guys so much. I can't believe today's show is over and all we talked about, well, all we talked about is decluttering. But, boy, there's a lot behind it. Have a great day. I will see you guys tomorrow. If you want more information, go to the website, NadiaKhalil.com, and I will see you guys on Tuesday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.